You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, May the 6th, 2021. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Some 1,000 people attended the funeral in Jerusalem this morning of Yehuda Gueta, the 19-year-old yeshiva student who last night succumbed to the injuries he sustained in Sunday's drive-by shooting attack at Tapuach Junction in Samaria. Gueta is survived by his parents, four brothers, and two sisters. Two other students at the Itamar Yeshiva were also wounded in the attack, one of them seriously and the other lightly. Israeli security forces last night arrested the perpetrator of the attack following a four-day manhunt. He was identified as Muntasser Shalabi, a 44-year-old father of seven from the West Bank village of Tumos Aya, who also holds American citizenship. He was arrested by members of the Yamam anti-terror unit in a building in the village of Silawad, north of Ramallah. Shalabi returned to the West Bank about a year ago after living for an extended period in the United States. He is not known to belong to any terrorist groups. Palestinians say a 16-year-old youth was killed by IDF fire last night during clashes with Israeli forces at the entrance to Orla village south of Nablus. Palestinian Authority leaders condemned the death of Said Ude as murder in cold blood. Nabil Abu Radena, spokesman for the Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas, said that the Israeli government is continuing a policy of field executions and imposition of collective punishment on the Palestinians. The Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Ashtaya called on the international community to condemn the incident. And in Jerusalem, Palestinians say four people were injured in scuffles with Israeli police last night during ongoing demonstrations against the court-authorized eviction of Arab families from their homes in the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood. The court earlier approved the decision for the seven Palestinian families to move out. The buildings had been purchased by Jews. Syria's official news agency reports that an Israeli helicopter gunship overnight attacked targets in the area of Kunetra. No injuries or damage were reported. This was the second straight night Syria claimed Israeli strikes on its territory. Turning to politics, a day after being tasked by the president to try to form a coalition, Yeshatid leader Yair Lapid is due to resume contacts today with Yamina party leader Naftali Bennett. Lapid has 28 days to form a government and is hoping to finalize a coalition deal as soon as possible in order to counter efforts by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the Likud to sabotage those efforts. Netanyahu summoned heads of parties from his bloc for talks today. The Likud and religious Zionist parties have been pressing members of Yamina to oppose joining a government with the center and left-wing parties Naftali Bennett until now engaged with both political blocs, negotiating on terms of a unity coalition with Lapid, while calling for a right-wing government and putting himself forward as the person to head it. He and Netanyahu blamed each other for the Likud leader's failed bid to assemble a government. Bennett yesterday called for creation of a wide emergency government that can get the cart out of the mud. He urged right-wing parties to join a unity government, saying the public won't forgive those who cause fifth elections. Cabinet Minister Amir Peretz of Labor has announced he will not run for president. In a social media post, Peretz wrote that after 37 years in politics, when his current role ends, he wants to focus on new challenges and spend more time with his close family. 
President Reuven Rivlin's seven-year term ends on July 9th. An election on the next president must be held no later than a month prior. Coronavirus. The European Union has included Israel on its list of green countries whose citizens can visit as tourists. Travelers are exempted from quarantine requirements upon arrival in the bloc country as well as on their return. With this, Israelis must present a negative coronavirus test conducted no more than 72 hours before their flight back to Israel and take another test after their arrival, even if they are green pass holders, people who are vaccinated or recovered from COVID-19. A Khan reporter notes that this is a further easing in the European Union, whose member states have until now barred entry to foreign nationals for non-essential reasons. And from today, here in Israel, travelers on the train are no longer required to order pre-trip vouchers. Tickets can be purchased at any train station. During the coronavirus period, it was required to reserve a space on a specific train in order to prevent crowding. Capacity restrictions have since been lifted on all public transport. Other easing of coronavirus restrictions came into effect today. The permitted size of gatherings has been raised to 50 people indoors and 500 people outdoors. Gyms, pools, and other recreational sites can now operate in accordance with the purple badge. The weather outlook, cooler but still hot for the time of year in the hills and inland. Tomorrow the same with unseasonably high temperatures over most of the country. Saturday much hotter in the hills and inland with unseasonably hot to Sharav conditions developing. Maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 28, Tel Aviv 25, Haifa 24, Beersheba 33, and in a lot going up to 38 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.